0: Back in the 80s, when I was in high school, I would have never went or thought about going to Colombia. That's all you ever heard was that if you're an American you go to Colombia, you get kidnapped, held for hostage. It was a dangerous country. Now things have changed quite a bit, so I decided to go to Colombia. Bogota, up in the mountains, high elevation cool all year round and very rainy in June. Colombia has the second most celebrated holidays in the world. Colombia is also the home to what's called the liquid rainbow. Absolutely beautiful. It is number three in terms of great tasting coffee. Has some of the most popular tourist cities in addition to Bogota, Medellin, Cartagena and Cali. And Colombia has 60 national parks. Colombia is also the most biodiverse country on the planet. And finally, Colombia has more than 4,000 species of orchids. It's also the place to buy emeralds, which I found out. Huge destination for that stone. Colombia. An absolutely beautiful country that I went to in June. Hey, guess what? I'm in Bogota, Colombia. A place back when I was in high school that if I said I was going to, people would say, are you trying to commit suicide? Probably the most dangerous city back in the 80s that I can think of. All of Colombia. Medellin, Cardiana. Cartagena, however you say it. Now, Colombia is the second safest city or country in all of South America, right behind Chile. All has to do with the president of Colombia and, and the leadership that uh, the past two, I think, have taken this country from the most dangerous to one of the safest. I just read that the city I'm in has half the murder rate of Indianapolis. And they got 8 million people here. I don't know what Indianapolis is. So it's a lot safer here than the United States. Now, there's a lot of rain. I had no idea. I had no idea how cold it would be. It's jacket weather. It's in the mid-50s and rainy, humid. But we're talking June? Close to the equator? I didn't realize how high up in the mountains we were, or I am. Beautiful city, beautiful hotels, wide boulevards, a lot of action, eight million people, uh, but no sun and no drainage off these streets with all the rain. You try walking around; I mean, you're splashing, and cars are driving by, splashing. All my my shoes are soaked. I should have brought another couple pair because I got three or four more days and uh, the forecast doesn't look good. So I took Delta from Raleigh to JFK and had a long layover. To get such a great price on the ticket, I do the long layovers. And uh, Raleigh left right on time, no issues and uh, really no issues at JFK other than I'm really... Not a big fan of JFK. It's better than it used to be. I get it. We left about 40 minutes late, a lot of planes on the runway. And when we took off on this uh, 757, we went straight out over the ocean. I mean, usually you make a left or right turn unless you're going to Europe. And I was looking at the the tracker. And it was straight out, I mean, like we were going to, to France. We went out about 250, 300 miles in the Atlantic, I think, before the pilot had turned that plane south. Now, there was a big hurricane that hit Mexico a couple of days ago. And in the last three days, it's made its way to Cuba and Miami and passed. So I guess the pilot wanted to circumvent that storm. I'm glad he told me, because I was getting a little nervous. So we went so far out that by the time we went south, we had to come back west, and I got a really good-looking view of Port-au-Prince and Haiti. Can't count it as a country, but at least I got a really nice look and beautiful pictures and videos. Lakes everywhere, super high green mountains. I got a glimpse of Port-au-Prince with the crowdedness of those shack, small houses all over, built on the hillside. Oh, but it was really cool to kind of see uh, a country I haven't been to. I want to go, but it's it's not going to be for a while. Well, we flew down over uh, Jamaica, to quarter by Jamaica, and then straight over into Columbia where I looked down and Snow-capped mountains, real close to the, Ven- maybe where they were in Venezuela. We came in right on that Colombian-Venezuela border, but snow-capped mountains. Look, I thought we were flying over the Alps. And it was starting to really cloud up, and um, the pilot told everybody to sit down. We're going to go through some rough weather coming into Bogota. And he was right. It was starting to get dark and you could see the lightning in the clouds and the plane was making some funny noises. You know, I've learned that it's just funny noises, nothing to panic about, but I was kind of white knuckled. And we broke through the cloud cover and then I would see the lights of Bogota and everything was great. But it hasn't stopped raining from the time I landed. Uh, We've had a couple hour breaks here and there. I'm staying on the north side the first, well, probably the whole trip because I'm in a fairly nice hotel called the Four Seasons Bogota, or Four Points by Sheraton. Sorry, not the Four Seasons. And it's claims to be a five-star. I don't think it's a five-star, but it's nice. And I signed up for a day tour tomorrow uh, taking that cable car up to the top and I'll tell you about that coming up, but All I'm worried about right now, I'd like to see the sun and have it warm up a little bit because this is really a beautiful city. And, you know, seeing it in rainstorm and cloud cover from where I'm going tomorrow is not going to be ideal. But anyway, um, I'm in Bogota. I'm excited. And um, I'll tell you a little bit more about how the rest of the days go coming up. Okay, so listen to this company name. Write it down for anybody that travels in Central or South America. It's called ViaTour. Again, Viator. They stink. They are a travel company online that has all these day and half day trips. And a lot of the options include hotel pickup. Three for three. Where either they just didn't show or canceled the trip and said they called or emailed you. Via tour, look it up. Guatemala, it worked. Argentina, no. Colombia, no. Europe, yes. So, really, South America were three for three on not working. Do not use Viator as a day tour company. They don't work, Viator. I signed up for a day trip and waited 45 minutes, never got an email, never got a call, until the next day out of the blue, they said, they canceled the trip because of lack of participants. Now, I learned that if you stay in a hotel in Central and South America that's over 60 bucks a night, your hotel staff works with taxi cab services that are kind of a, a dual taxi tour guide. So all you got to do, like I did in Colombia, is say, hey, where do you guys take or where can you take visitors and how much? And they whipped out a pamphlet that gave me all the things I saw on Viator. And the tour guide's right there. He's in the lobby. He's a taxicab driver that knows the city. So I went to Old Town, Columbia, which uh, was about an... Well, because of traffic, it was close to 45 minutes The taxi cab driver asked if he wanted to, you know, if I wanted him to chaperone me or just drop me off and pick me up at a designated time. And I like to just kind of walk through and figure things out. So I just said, pick me up in three hours right here. And he used a translator in his phone and it worked out great. He had lunch downtown in Old Town, saw the Parliament House, walked some of the streets, the Old Town, looked like a, Typical South American small town in, in Old Town. It's in a huge city of Bogota, but when you're in Old Town, you don't feel like you're in a massive city. Had lunch at this great little cafe. It rained. I was under outside under a awning, so it worked out great. But oh, it was good ribs. And um, didn't realize that I was only about two and a half miles from what is called Santa Fe, Bogota. Now, if you're really interested, YouTube Santa Fe no-go zone. I had no idea. The no-go zone of Santa Fe, if you're a tourist, uh, you won't make it out. It's run by the gangs and mafia, and it's supposed to be one of the top three most dangerous places on the planet. I had no idea. Actually, till I got back and it just popped up on my YouTube feed. I don't know how. I didn't look for it. I had been told down there, stay out of Santa Fe. Don't go towards Santa Fe. But I didn't know how close it really was to Old Town. And Old Town is a big tourist spot. And you can tell right at the end of Old Town... Where the downtown starts, which is, I wouldn't say bad, but it's a little shady. You walk through where the high skyscrapers are, south a few blocks, you're going to actually just walk right into Santa Fe and you won't make it out. You'll see if you look it up. So I met my taxi cab driver from the hotel. He took me back to the hotel and um, had time to relax, walk around that Beautiful neighborhood where the Four Point Sheridan, where I stayed for five days, just kind of hung out there and kind of took it easy. A little bit of jet lag. Um, Rained again and again and again. But Old Town is definitely a place, if you go to Bogota, that you need to tour. Just don't walk two and a half, three miles south, and it's easy to see the border. Stay out of that area and you'll be fine. My third day in Bogota at the hotel, I look out, the sun's out, couldn't believe it. Two and a half days of nothing but heavy clouds and rain, actually beautiful, the mountains right outside my window, big green palm trees, some trees that I've never seen before, beautiful. So, of course, I you know, go out of the hotel after breakfast. By the way, the breakfast every morning included Coffee that made you want to jump up and down and run—it was so strong. And I couldn't understand—they didn't have any milk at this nice hotel for cream. They gave you the powdered cremora, which I didn't think existed anymore. Kind of—I have to have coffee with cream, but cremora makes me sick. But anyway, the caffeine and the the, the, how strong this coffee is—even at the hotel restaurant bar—was unbelievable you should try the coffee shops down there. And by the way, they do have a bunch of Starbucks. Only saw two McDonald's, but they do have a bunch of Starbucks. I only went into Starbucks to buy a mug. I did not buy the coffee. So I left the hotel without an umbrella, of course. And I went walking about two blocks, again in the upscale portion, Zona Rosa, Chapinero, which is is really where you should stay if you spend time in Bogota. And um, 15th Street, which is that main road, was all blocked off because they had um, pedestrian bike tour, uh, a marathon. They had a bunch of security people blocking traffic, and it went on and on. And you saw nothing for the entire hour that morning walk of people out pushing strollers and towing kids and the little – bike, um, whatever you call them. But, you know, it was a carnival atmosphere because the sun was out. I don't know if it was, you know, hastily put together or planned, but what perfect weather for what was going on in Zona Rosa. Everybody out sitting on park benches, drinking coffee. There was music. I don't know if that happened every weekend because this was on a uh, Sunday, Or if it was planned for, you know, the date of in June. So I don't know. But the furthest point I get away, it starts raining. And I don't know where the rain came from. Like literally in five minutes, over the mountains, boom. No umbrella. And I was standing under an awning of one of the stores at the end of the street. Probably a good 30-minute walk back. I must have been approached by five people with umbrellas and, um, you know, said, no, I have one back at the hotel. And they were kind of looking at me going, yeah, but now you're standing under an awning without an umbrella. Where's your umbrella? So anyway, I didn't do really anything on Sunday except walk around the beautiful neighborhoods, uh, most of the buildings in northern part of Bogota look to be within ten years, five years, are beautiful, uh, gated, um, even around the apartment complexes gated with security. Uh, again, most of Bogota, especially the north, you can walk around day or night. It's just when you get into certain sections towards the south, especially that Santa Fe, that you don't want to go to ever so Sunday was a day just to get to know the neighborhood, relax look for a restaurant, sat out had um, a steak which was good and again prices in Bogota for an American are very very cheap a steak and pork chop with two cokes fries and a salad was about 11 bucks and it was a t-bone it was good So you can't go wrong just kind of relaxing in a neighborhood in Bogota and walking around and sitting out at some cafes. Always pick, especially in June, a restaurant. If you want to sit outside, ensure that they have an awning because the chances of it raining are 100%. So other than that, on Sunday, it was relaxed time and get to know that neighborhood. Good day. Monday was my last day in Bogota, woke up, sun out, had an idea what I was going to do, went downstairs, talked to the hotel desk front, and they had a couple options, and one of them was to head out with the taxicab driver to Plaza de Mineral, which is a salt cathedral, small town, beautiful, an hour outside of Bogota. And didn't really have a clue. The pictures looked beautiful. Uh, Didn't have any idea really what it was. And they signed me up with a uh, taxi cab driver for 250 Colombian pesos, which uh, 30 bucks, I don't know, 35 maybe. Uh, I got the uh, half day taxi ride there. He would wait and bring me back. Uh, for 30 bucks. So I jumped on it, and he took me to this place. And I really didn't know how I was going to meet him because it was a, a mountain that, you know, you had all these cathedrals, church cathedrals built in, and they had shops, and it was, it was a tour that you walked around inside the mountain with a walkie-talkie and listened to somebody narrating it in English, and where he dropped me off was kind of hectic, and he didn't speak English. So you know, I thought, well, it worked out, but I, I thought I was clear on where to meet me and what time to meet me. So I went in the um, salt cave, which all lit up in different colors, beautiful pink, blue, red, green, yellow, and all these crosses and music and Really deep inside the mountain, and it was cool, and you could smell, which I thought was weird—sulfur. I don't, I, I can't confirm what that was. I got some great video and pictures. I felt lost because I didn't really understand where this walking through. I was by myself, and there were a few people in there, but I didn't really know if I kept walking and following the white line or the yellow line or these arrows, if I was gonna exit out where the taxi cab driver was gonna be. So I, um, I found this emerald uh, shop deep inside the cave. Didn't realize Columbia was known for emeralds. You could get a beautiful green stone for like 25, 30 bucks. And the girl spoke perfect English that helped me and said, if you keep walking, you're gonna see a train, which I literally took her as a train with tracks. It turns out to be one of those, you know, long red buses that connect, you know, 10 cars with people sitting in them. I'm like, it's a train. And she pointed the direction to get out. I waited in line and a bunch of people boarded and it took us out of the mountain, it took a while. And up this road that didn't look familiar, and then literally stopped at where the taxicab driver dropped me off. And voila, within two minutes, he was there. And I was early, so he was just waiting. And he brought me to the top of the mountain. I took some pictures, and then I asked him to bring me down to the cathedral church where I could get some video and pictures. Never left the car, just got some video and pictures and um, headed back to Bogota. So again... You don't have to have a car or rent a car and pay for a car, gas, and insurance. You do not have to call a company online called Viator and lose your money. Now, I've gotten three refunds out of the three for three, but it' a big hassle. All you gotta do is stay in a hotel in South America and Central America for 50 bucks or more, and they're gonna have hotel services that include day trips a lot cheaper, a lot easier, a lot less frustration. Got back to the hotel about 3:30, walked up, they had this big carnival about half a mile up the street. All these uh restaurants open, music, people outside, big heavy storms looking like they were coming although it didn't rain. And I had myself dinner and kind of relaxed and went back to the hotel and did some work for Wake Tech on, um, for the next upcoming week and just kind of relaxed. And that was kind of the last day. It was fun. It was relaxing. It was easy. But I really, really was looking forward to seeing the sun again back in Raleigh. 60 and rainy for most of the time kind of wears on you. Reminded me of Chicago in June. So that was my last full day in Bogota. Now guess what it was doing when I woke up early to get my flight from Bogota to Atlanta? Raining. What a shocker. Drive into the airport with cab driver looking out at the floodwaters in the streets. I don't know where the water goes. There's no drainage. Motorcycles are going through a half a foot of water. I mean, it may be a foot, but over the most part, it was uneventful getting to the airport. It was easy through security. It was easy getting my ticket. The flight arrived on time. The flight departed on time. Very smooth, saw beautiful Jamaica. I think it was Kingston, the, the, the beautiful waters, the blue green. Flew over Jamaica, looked down, beautiful Caribbean, a lot of cruise ships, then beautiful Cuba. Got homesick for Cuba. Beautiful waters. Saw a huge harbor on the south part of the island by Santo, I forget the name of the, uh, Santo de Cuba. I forgot the name of the city. Beautiful from the air especially on clear days, looked over and saw some of the Bahama Islands as we were coming in. Well, coming into Florida, but we went to Atlanta. But it was a clear view of Fort Lauderdale. And there was a family, a mom and dad, two kids, directly behind me. And they were going crazy at looking down at Florida, seeing the hotels and the golf courses and everything And you could just tell they were like, wow, look at this. They got even louder as we got a lot lower coming into Atlanta, making a big turn over some of the neighborhoods. And you could hear the father saying, una casa, one house. One house, they look like churches from the air compared to the Colombians. So some nice views coming into Atlanta, and I got in early. I got a cheap ticket, so um, I figured if I could get through passport control and everything real quick, I could get to, my, um, to the flight going to Raleigh. They had four of them before my flight leaving at 11.30 at night. I got in at like 30. so I had a long layover and a chance for three standbys. And you can always do a standby the same day, no matter what ticket you paid for it. Do you think that worked out? No. You should see Hartsfield, Atlanta in June after a pandemic or during the tail end. I was like number 17 on each flight standby list. And I think one on each flight got a standby customer. There were so many people at that airport at 1150. It looked like the middle of the day on a a holiday. So I was kind of concerned my flight at 1150 was, was not going to leave. Then I pulled up the weather map, and it showed severe storms at the time we were leaving. And I hate being in the airport when you see flashes of lightning when it's dark and you have a flight. I hate that. As we boarded the plane, I got on the plane. There were just a little more than flashes of lightning. There was a lot of lightning. No rain yet. And I tried to pull up my my um, phone, the weather map, but I didn't have the service in the plane. So now I had no idea what was going on, what was coming. We backed up, and sure enough, the rain started. And I saw other planes backing out and getting in line for that runway. And by the time we got in line about nine planes back, the wind and the rain were sideways sideways, and the plane was shaking. And yet I kept seeing planes flying down the runway taking off. Now I'm getting a little nervous. As we became uh, closer and closer to number two, the pilot said, we're gonna take off and go far south and come back over the storm. That's never good. I couldn't believe other planes were taken off. This was wild wind, sideways wind. I had wished that I had rented a car. The takeoff actually wasn't bad. And sure enough, we were out of the storm quick. And I looked at the flight map on, the, on the, the TV screen, and literally we ended up on the border of Georgia and Florida before he'd made a big turn back up over Atlanta and towards Raleigh. And it wasn't that turbulent, but it was turbulent. And we, we got over the storm, and he He said, as soon as we get about 70 miles east of Atlanta, it's clear sailing. And it was for a little while, and he said it was uh, clear skies in Raleigh. And that was a joke, because some of the turbulence, worst turbulence I've ever been in, was in Raleigh on a time where he said it was clear. Huge clouds, you know, those towering clear, and then you see these big dark clouds lit up by the moon. You could just see the thunderstorms in them, and we bouncing all over the place, dropping, and it's always over Falls Lake as you're coming into RDU Airport. So that was quite an experience getting back. Uh, the Atlanta to Raleigh flight was one of the worst I've had, but, you know, I made it.